We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey guys, good morning. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Guys, it's getting real hard to give a crap these days. Hey, wait, whoa, whoa. I know. Whoa, we're right at the beginning of the show. This is when our energy's up. We're defeated by the end of the show. I need one more cup of coffee. What's going on? Well, it's getting really hard to wake up. And I know, Dawn, you're probably thinking cry me a river. Yeah. Oh, Dawn, why don't you go grab yourself a coffee right now (laughs) so that we can complain about having an easier morning routine than you, but we still want to complain about it. It's fine. Go ahead. Okay. All I'm saying is just this whole pandemic thing. It's like sucking the life out of me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just starting to now. It's like, I don't want to get up. And when I do get up, I'm like, I don't give a crap what I look like. Oh, my I don't hair care what is I'm so wearing. dirty today. Yeah. It's gross. I, it's just what is happening. We're, I mean, I had a Zoom call yesterday with my girlfriends, and I, I won't even walk to the mailbox with no makeup on. Look at me. I mean, every day I'm just like, what do I care? Yeah. Now, there's some liberty. <laughs> let, me, let me try to spin it positive. Okay, here we go. There is some, there's something good in there. You're feeling this lack of motivation, and yes. it's because the circumstances. Like, what am I going to go? To? What are we going to do a concert? <laughs> but maybe you're learning. Okay, even when life returns to normal in the year Blogonatron, maybe it never will. Stop um, you will. You'll then just be like, oh, you know what? It's it's Saturday, and I'm just going to be hanging out in the neighborhood. I'm not. I'm not getting ready at all. And there, you know, kind of like we were talking about it's yesterday, freeing. we had the study. That it's good every now and again just to do a day without giving a D about anything. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's where you are. Okay, thank you, Steve. Problem is every day is turning into that. Like, you should see my house. I mean, like in my bathroom. Which level? Mm-hmm. Um, the top level. Try level. <laughs> but I mean, it's a disaster. There's clothes all over the floor. There's clothes in the bathtub. There's like toothpaste on the <laughs> mirror, my bedroom. There's dog hair all over my like sheets. I'm just like, eh. Yeah. Not like anyone's coming over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Oh, I get man. It. It's, you it... know, I'll clean it on the weekend. But then during the week, I'm like, Pfft. <laughs> could you could you um maybe find another project to do yes. in, in your house maybe not at the cabin but yes. in your house yes. that might rekindle the fire it's like yeah. putting a new log on oh, you know yeah. what i mean yeah i have and a couple then... of bathrooms to paint there's actually okay. paint like samples on the walls hey. so i got that going too but anyway thanks for asking 
Today's a big day, gang. It's a real big it's day. It's a big day. Two o'clock. Uh, two o'clock. Is it? Did they confirm two o'clock? Uh, yep. It is looks that the like word? that's okay. the press conference at two. Yep. Two what o'clock. Really Governor Walsh. Yeah. Three. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. isn't that right? Like, it's <laughs> usually not on time, or am I incorrect? In saying well, that? no, you you are. Um, they're actually with the two p.m. press conference. They actually do a really nice job. Okay. If we ever get word from uh, from the White House that there's going to be something happening at four o'clock or something that isn't a standard COVID thing, like a COVID press conference, you can pretty much rely on those. Uh, when we had press conferences uh, regarding uh, all of the social unrest and the riots, we would be told uh, there's going to be one happening, and then it would be up. Oh, we got to wait. We got to. Yeah, it's going to happen at two thirty. It's going to happen at three. It doesn't go on until four forty-five. We've had some weird things there. This will air at two o'clock, so you can uh, you can have channel five on if you're near a TV at that time, and we'll take it immediately. And it's it will be a long press conference. Well, and just so you know what we're talking about, in case you don't. Oh, I guess we should the, tell them the state's learning plan for the 2020-21 school year. Um, you can. I wonder if we're going to be carrying it live. I would assume. Um, but it's also going to be on the governor's YouTube page. And now, what, from what I understand, they're considering three options. Yes. There's, right? Distance learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, a return to in-person teaching with COVID safety measures. Yes. Or a hybrid version of both. I'm putting my money on hybrid. Me too, Steve. I think that's what's going to happen. And I, I know I, that um, Dr. Michael Osterholm, the director for the Center of Infectious Disease Research and Policy suggested, so he's our local guy, um, he suggested, this I believe was an interview with Kara Levin, that Governor Walls is probably going to grant school districts flexibility and guidance, but not a mandate. Okay, so now that, I, I bet I bet districts would like that, to be able to say, okay, this is this is how we are going to do it. I yeah. wonder, though... I wonder if there would be any kind of a mandate, though. You know, maybe he gives flexibility but says, but you you don't have the option to return full capacity, full-time, in person. Right. But of these choices, you can do all distance learning or you can do a rotation. All I know, the, the press conference today, um, we, you know, of course, we're on at 3 o'clock and we do not anticipate a 3 o'clock start on Twin Cities Live. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling it is going to, there, there will be so many questions um governor walls will likely have a teacher there as well to sort of to speak and give Mm -hmm. some a story behind the suggestion that he's giving but i know teachers will be having a bag of popcorn and they'll sit down in front of their tv and and wait and watch parents too they want to know they will be watching and listening very closely and then Districts, teachers, et cetera, they all, parents for that matter, if they have to navigate how their life will look and how they balance work and all that, if there is distance learning involved, then they'll have about one month, um, even a little less, to to prepare for all of this. Right. So the next month yeah. is going to move quickly in the world of academia. Well, in, in the meantime, um, the University of Minnesota is going to be taught, um, most of the classes are going to be taught fully online. Um, even though schools did reopen dormitories, dining halls, campus spaces under some social distancing, um, um, guidelines, restrictions, yeah. you know, and I, I just feel bad for these kids because they're not getting that college experience, yeah, you know? know, and there's one person who I saw in an article said that, you know, I'm a little mad that they're charging me the same for online school. Yeah. You know, yeah. St- I student loan debt. 
is its own thing. But when you're not experiencing it in real life, like in, in bumping into people and saying hi yeah. and conversations with professors, yeah. the richness of that experience does go down. You check the you check the academic boxes, yeah. but but you do miss out on the experience and, yeah. and how that's also educational. My uh, next door neighbor's daughter was going to school in Louisiana, mm-hmm. in New Orleans, and you know they were going to start doing all online. So she's just she's going to go to the U instead. Hmm. Why? Yeah. You know why right. pay? And there's a out of state stuff, and you have to cancel your housing and everything. And so why not just take the classes here and save some money? Or waiting is not, you know. Yeah. Just waiting until things get back to normal. Yeah. Hmm. I know. And then finally, um, real quick, beginning 5 o'clock on Saturday, indoor bar service in Minneapolis must be closed, including restaurants with bars and similar businesses like tap rooms, distilleries. This is coming from Mayor Fry. Um, he said that they can still operate by ordering drinks from your table and that sort of thing with, mm. you know, all the restrictions in place. But you but can't sit at the bar is no. basically what they're saying. Yeah, because okay. you can't have 20 to 25 people packed in there waiting for one person or two people to provide them with service, as we know oh, is often right. the case. So, yeah. so that's going to be in effect until um, he allows it to expire. So... There you go. That's your update. Facebook question for today. Heads up before we go to break. What old school toy reminds you of your childhood? There's an old school toy that is totally sold out this summer, which we'll talk about coming up at 1015. So you can let us know what's the toy that you you would see and be like, oh, my gosh, that takes me back to my childhood. So we'll go through that coming up. Meanwhile, after the break, things that make you go, huh? So there's a guy. There was a third founder of Apple, like Macintosh. We're talking Apple. He sold his 10% share in Apple, and guess what he sold it for? It will make you want to puke. That story when we return on Don and Steve on My Talk. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Uh, Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, producer Don McClain as well. And now, this. Okay, so there was a third founder of Apple, the mega tech company Apple. And this is a, I don't know, a cautionary tale about selling too early. Sometimes we get a little instantly gratified. We're like, you know what, maybe now's the best time to get out of this. I'm going to cash in on this, maybe on this stock. There was a guy, his name is Ronald Wayne. He was the uh, third owner of Apple. He sold his 10% stake in the company back in 1976. Oh. For $800. No! Oh. For $800. And now, I don't know what 10% of Apple would be. No. I'm guessing, though, that it would start with uh, some odd hundreds of millions. <laughs> oh, no. That's... But he's got 800 just wow. just not 800 million he just got 800 dollars but you know i wonder why taxes. he didn't just so he sold his stake for that yeah. much he sold his 10% stake for 800 dollars whoa i would have <sighs> just stepped down and kept my stake 
Can you keep your steak? I think. Can you I have your steak and eat it too? I don't think you can have your steak and eat it too. Okay. I think that you can't just say like, "Hey, I don't want to do any more work, but I still want that ten percent." Yeah. Maybe okay. he, for his own reason, was like, "You know what, guys? Look, uh, I put in a hundred dollars at the beginning of this, or whatever. I just want to cash out now. I'm, I've, you know, seen it go to eight hundred. I'm out. Mm. This ain't going anywhere. Oh. Cut your losses, and uh, boy, that's tough. Now this wow. about Google. You guys familiar with Google? I've heard of it. It's a search engine. Google's founders were willing to sell the original name of their company, Excite, Excite, for under $1 million in 1999. They were trying to sell it. Hey, will you take this? It'll be a little under a million bucks. Um, They were trying, excuse me, they were trying to sell to Excite, which I believe Google then absorbed at some point. Could be wrong on that. But like, hey, take us. We're out of here. Just give us a little under a million. Excite turned them down google i don't know what they're worth but i know uh, to my knowledge they're worth more than apple so excite whatever they are wherever they went could have owned google for less than a million dollars i don't know what it all means donna okay sorry i blew up it means you got to go to your financial lady and say hey shake shake up that 401k Let's get into some highly volatile potential moonshots that could have me on an island from the time I turned 60 for the rest of my life. Okay. Shout out to Jane. What up, girl? What up, Jane? The DC in DC Comics. Do you know what DC stands for? I used to. It stands for Detective Comics. Detective. But... That means that the full name of their company is technically Detective Comics Comics. <laughs> and that's a redundancy. <laughs> Woodrow Wilson. Alexander Hamilton. Relevant. My name is Alexander Hamilton. Nailed it. Woodrow Wilson is the only president who earned a doctorate. Oh, that's impressive. He got a PhD in history and political science from Johns Hopkins University. Wow, smart guy. I went to the doctor. Does that count? <laughs> oh <me>. man, <laughs> you're full of jokes. <laughs> you figured I'd I give really... you a lot back. I want to apologize. Yeah. I'm blowing through these real quick because we're not I... chatting at all about them. Yeah. Yeah, which is why I went to my my old standby, my GW. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Laura. Laura help is a helpful word. You ever you ever do an impression? You have you need like it's kind of like a trigger word. It's like the the word that allows you to get into the impression. Like China, China. Yeah, yeah. It's like a good. It's a good way to just sort of start it. For Barack Obama, it's thank you. Thank you. Uh, What was it? Frank Caliendo came on Twin Cities Live and said, uh, told Elizabeth that when you're doing when you're doing a Barack Obama, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I'm an impression you have to, uh, the key is you start real slow at the beginning and then you speed it up at the end. That's how he said you do a Barack Obama. Oh, I just threw away last night my um, my Barack Obama M&Ms that I got when I went to the White House. Oh, fun. Oh, you and, went to the White House? Mm-hmm. I went with Children's Miracle Network. <gasps> we brought all the CMN kids from around the country. Aww. We Whoa. took a group picture, met Barack. Wow. And we all got this little package of M&Ms. Peanut M&M's at Barack Obama. It's like Face. a little White House, like little gift they give you. Cute. Well, I'm dumb, and I kept the M&M's in the box, and oh, I've and moved around with them, and they kind of yeah, it got all gross Smushy. inside. And then I I've had them in the freezer, but it was all discolored, and the M&M's were still in there, oh. so. I Bummer. threw all of that away last night. Oh, that sucks. Anyway, that's Steve, that's a really cute idea for a kid's birthday party. My sister-in-law did this for my brother when he turned 50. He had like bowls of M and M's with his face on them. That is a cute. And, idea. and they're teeny tiny, just like <gasps> oh, you mean the, the face on the M and M on the M and M. Oh, this huh. was like the box oh. outside yeah. said it had his signature and it's oh. had the White House seal and everything. Oh, that's a bummer. But yeah, you could get them done on the actual M and M. Oh, yeah. that's pretty right. fun. Maybe they did originally have his face. Who on knows? Them. Maybe probably, but I let him mold in there. So mm, that's a bummer. Oh, well, anyway, go on. The opposite side of the world from where you are right now, yep. the exact opposite side of the world, um, is called the antipode. <laughs> the antipode. A-N-T-I-P-O-D-E. For most of the continental United States, it's somewhere in the Indian Ocean between Southern Africa and Australia. Rise up lights. Hmm. I got one for you. Here you You know that... that- poochie thing that I was talking about that you get in your stomach when you, you know, hit menopause. Yeah. It's called a menopot. Oh, oh really? Menopot. What's in there? Mm. Flab, flesh, <laughs> oh. fat. I, okay. I have uh, peanut M&M's in mine. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Boy, the supreme M&M, too. I couldn't care less for typical M&M's. I think they oh, are I love them. terrible. They're peanut M&M's. So good. And I hollow them out, too. I'll crack the shell. Mm. I will excavate the peanut, Menopod. essentially. Okay. Mm. <laughs> pocket squirrel. Peapod. Peapod, the pocket squirrel. <laughs> That's Bob Ross's pocket squirrel that we found out about I hope yesterday. he had that thing vaccinated. Yeah, squirrels are pretty dirty, you know? Right? They're like mice. <laughs> They're just like giant rats. But this little mouse, or this little squirrel would take both of his little little squirrel paws yeah. and put them on, up on this little dropper. This little and bottle. S- suck that little liquid right back in, man. Nice. All right, thank you for those, Steve. Okay. Yeah, that was great. Um, hey, another insider talks about his experience with Ellen, which poses the question, is the issue actually with Ellen or is it with her people? Right. We'll discuss when we come right back on My Talk 1071. What do you guys think about this whole Ellen thing? Well, and her not being nice, and the rumors that it's a toxic work environment. Well, it's not good. It, it, it's it's <laughs> it's fake. not good to hear that many people to to have multiple people coming and somewhat sort of unattached from one another and 
if they're offering the same sort of a report, that's not great. Ellen will clearly have to address this mm-hmm. at some point. I think the question will be, to your point, Donna, if it's her or if it's her people, but even if it's her people that are in this toxic environment, um, I think that's a, a, you're responsible if your name is on everything. And if you are an executive producer, you, to some extent, are responsible for what that culture is like. Right, you can't totally right. claim ignorance when you're the executive producer you're in a leadership the owner position yes for sure got it okay so now i just read this little tiny article about um a senior executive of australia's today show his name is neil breen and he was asked about his personal experience with ellen in 2013 this was during a radio interview in australia okay, okay. so it's, this is becoming a global story uh so during an interview he explained that he what he was told by ellen staff during a sit down where she was prepping to interview entertainment reporter richard wilkins in melbourne okay Okay. so neil is the producer richard wilkins is the reporter that ellen was going to sit down and talk with so he says the ellen producer called us aside and said hey neil no one is to talk to ellen you don't talk to her. You don't approach her. You don't look at her. She'll mm-hmm. come in. She'll sit down. She'll talk to Richard. And then Ellen will leave. And he said he wasn't sure if the rules came from Ellen herself because he never even got to talk to her. Okay. He said, I have no idea whether she's a nice person or not. I wouldn't have a clue. But I can tell you the people who work with her walked on eggshells the whole time. He went on to say that, you know, we're there to do an interview to promote what she's doing, but you can't look at her. Someone get real. So I just wonder if maybe she puts out some kind of some kind of vibe where she's scary and people are maybe intimidated by her and they don't want to make her mad. Sure. Well, and you juxtapose that if that's true. And, and if that came from Ellen, so we're, we don't know if that came from Ellen, make sure I don't want to talk to anybody, whatever. Right. Um, but that kind of a story, if you juxtapose it right now with all of the tributes to Regis Philbin. Yeah. And it's interesting. I was talking with uh, the, a longtime producer from Live, Lori Schulweiser. If you watch the show, you might refer to her as Shuley. And she said the most memorable thing the most important lesson that Regis taught her and it's not like he sat her down and said hey here's what you need to know kid but just from being around him for a couple decades was to be kind and to be kind to everyone and she said that he wherever he went he was always happy to stop and talk with people and take pictures and uh, he would always you know he would be in the audience during the commercial breaks and all that but even like just out and about anywhere he went he was just kind to everyone. In the meantime, though, she said he would, uh, she was saying, like, you couldn't really tell, like, was he irritated by all the hubbub? You know, how Regis always did that, like, found what to be frustrated about yeah. and then make us laugh about yeah. his petty frustrations. Um, so it's, that doesn't mean that he just loved people always coming up to him and all that, but he just had this kind way of dealing with it and making that person who bumped into them feel Special. really great. So, and again, I want to be fair to Ellen here. We haven't heard from Ellen um, on the topic at length, and so she'll have an opportunity to talk about this. But 
you know, as you as you hear both of these stories out in the entertainment ether in the same week, it makes you want to be a Regis. Yeah. Right? Yes. You know, makes you want to. Yes. Sounds like you want to work with a Regis. Right. But you know what? I there's a a lot to say for people that are introverts and people that are extroverts. And she could just be a really big introvert where she does not get energy from people. She maybe has social anxiety. We don't know what's going on. She could be just like somebody who gets nervous before she does an interview, wants to be really prepared, and the distraction of other people I, is I hard buy that. for her. I yeah, totally buy that. That's that's certainly a possibility so for maybe sure. Maybe her staff took it a little bit too far, yeah. and they were like, don't upset her, don't look at her, and then it makes everybody on edge. But... But I'm just, yeah, I, I just want to put that out there. That's a, no, yeah. that's that's a fair point. That's I think absolutely the, fair. And maybe she had jet lag because she was in Australia. I mean, yeah. Oh. But, you know, she's... the difficulty, though, with that, and, and, and that really is, that's a fair point. Um, but we're all putting sort of the puzzle of these stories together. Yeah. And if it was just that one time exactly. in Australia. It wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. The trouble is, you know, I, what, you know, like, what is really that workplace environment like? And if that workplace environment for those who are members of the staff and who work there day in and day out. Um, on the Ellen show if that feels like a if that feels like a um, a toxic environment you know where she feel where I've heard like a lot of bullying behavior and really mean stuff well and if that's on. true why why I think that would be such a bummer you know is the the disconnect the discord that you feel from what you watch on the air yeah to what's going on behind the scenes it's kind of like the same sort of um uh dissonance that we feel when we see someone's post on facebook that is so cheery and then you talk to them about that same that same day and they're like oh god like could this day get any worse and you're like wait but you posted that really great picture i can totally relate to what you were saying dawn because some people are really intense when they work, mm-hmm. you know, and really focused and really can't have any distractions. Mm-hmm. And I was that kind of person. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of a little bit into my career, but I think I told you guys this before. I would put notes on the door. Do not enter under any circumstance. Because if somebody walked in, I get like, huh? Oh my God, I have 30 seconds before I have to edit this phone call and get it back on the air. And, and you know, are just wanting to chat. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, this isn't chat time. This is my on air time. And I bet if I had an intern or a producer working for me, right. they would probably try to keep people away from me just knowing my stresses my stressors my mm-hmm. my anxieties like oh my god i feel like being like i wouldn't allow anybody in the studio i didn't like being looked at when i worked so it could have something to do with that now that you say that i get it not everybody's wired the same way and they're mm-hmm. just trying to protect like my, my boyfriend mc for instance he is a real extrovert and is a people person and loves to joke around and kind of like regis i'm more like the opposite right yeah. no the worst thing a boss ever just, said to me in a review was you come across as unapproachable and mm. i was like oh, what how did you absorb that me? that's and then I realized because it's an energy that I'm putting out because I'm stressed. Yeah. You know, I'm stressed like, hi, hi. Yep. What do you need? What can I do mm-hmm. for you? Yeah. Because I want to get back to my task so I can succeed at it. I don't think that's the same thing that Ellen's going through, okay. to be fair, though. 
I mean, Ellen's Ellen. She's she's been doing this for so long. She's like Aubrey. My point is, she, I think it's like it could be a thing of. She just doesn't want to deal with people anymore because mm, she has yeah. so many people, and I get it, hmm. always, who would always want to like reach for her and talk to her and can we get a selfie and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's tricky. There's like this balance between, um, you know, none of us know what it's like to deal with that level of right. fame. But like when Save you go to do an interview. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're going into a work situation, I, I, I just think you cannot put out the yeah. vibe mm-hmm. of, uh, don't whether it's the people whether the order came from Ellen or her people. Yeah. you just can't. If you want to do the thing where you get paid millions and millions to be this public person when you're doing an interview, I'm not saying when you're at a grocery store or when you're you know just at your house. No, mm-hmm. but like when you're she's working when she's out and about doing a press trip and she's about to interview somebody. If there's any vibe going out there that is, don't look at her, don't talk to her. It's mm-hmm. just. No, it's negative. It you just can comes do, across as you negative. You can dig a little deeper and pretend that the small talk with people before the interview is a part of your job. I go back to people like, you know, like The Rock, George Clooney, um, Tom Hanks. Those guys always come to mind for just understanding that not just when you're on with Letterman, yeah. you know, like not like just when you're a guest on the Tonight Show and you come out and you do your six minutes, but when you enter the building, walking in, that is all a part of your job is you, you're talking with people, you're hello, how are you and all that kind of stuff. And at a minimum, you could just be kind. But again, this is a lot of conjecture. Uh, excuse me, I'll say that word correctly this time. This is a lot of conjecture. Better. Um, because we don't really know. Is this mm-hmm. Ellen saying, I don't want anybody to look at me or not? Steve Harvey. Didn't Steve Harvey do something yeah. like this? It was a couple years ago. Yeah, he got irritated. And he like told his staff, I don't want anybody to talk to me. And just like, unless you are these set of these three people, that's who I need the information to come from before the show. Because otherwise, he's liable to not even make it down the hallway. There was an email that he sent out to staff okay. that got leaked. Yeah, yeah. And yes. But again, I can kind of identify with that mm-hmm. because he need he's got so many things he's juggling so many things and I, not everybody has producers doing everything for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people are hands on mm-hmm. and want to do their own preparation. You know, instead of right. relying on someone else. And if he's like an intense guy like that. I kind of understand it a little bit, but I understand what you're saying too, Steve, because I think you have to find a balance. Yeah, there's a way to deliver that message too. You can still smile and when you're standing there ready or or just say like, listen, I'm really jet lagged and I need to focus. Thank you for having me and go, I'm going to put on these headphones now or something. Yeah. And be like, thanks for having me and smile. You know what I mean? Yeah. She needs to just, I don't know. I hate to tell other people how to live their lives and do their jobs or and what again, I would do because well, we're not in that position. You were right. talking yeah. about Gary Goleman, I think it was, Dawn. Yeah. yeah. Who kind of was intense like that. Yeah, comedian Gary Goleman met him backstage. I went backstage to interview Dane Cook and Robert Kelly once. And Dane Cook and Robert Kelly interacted with me for about 20 minutes. We had a great time with my co-host at the time. And But Gary Goleman was also on that comedy tour and he was like I can't I'm sorry I can't talk and he was just like in the corner that like, would be reciting me. his entire <laughs> be his entire comedy routine he had it all written out and he obsessively goes over it yeah that's just the way he works right and he's and he's successful and good at yeah. what he, and then he does. got on stage and was just lit up the stage yeah you know yeah right 
I don't know. Guys. Again, I think this story we come at it at a different angle. Mm-hmm. If it was the first little dust up that we've heard right. regarding sure. Ellen and the aura that surrounds her. Yeah, you're right. But but none of it's factual at this point. You know, like yeah. we, it's one side of a story, which is why Ellen at some point will have to you know talk about this stuff. Absolutely, could not agree more. All right, we got to go. When we come back, though, uh, if you see something, say something. Mm, Don, yeah, I what um, is this story about what, Target and a guy. We, we kept seeing this guy in Target over and over again, and we had created all these stories about who he was. And I just <laughs> kind of wanted to share that with people. Oh, I love it because that's all we're doing is going to Target, right? <laughs> and you keep seeing the else. same person, and then you're trying yeah, to figure every out. Every time we got in there, it was like the Truman Show. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. All, all right, we'll figure out what you learned, and I'll tell you mm-hmm. about the worst development in the world of Rice Krispies treats that you will ever have heard of. When we return, it's if you see something, say something on the Donna and Steve show on My Talk. Oh, hey, we're back, you guys. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment with producer Don McClain. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. All right, Dawn's been seeing the same dude over and over at Target. Who's stalking who here? Yeah, Dawn, you sure he doesn't work there? Well, here's the thing. Sometimes (laughs) And he's always wearing this red shirt. (laughs) Well, with a name tag. Well, that's the thing. No, um... Do you ever feel like you're in the Truman Show? Yes. yes. Like yes. all yeah, of a like sudden right the now. lights come on <laughs> when you enter a room. Like, yeah. uh, yeah. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe that's a very egocentric way to look at life. But every time we would go into uh, one of the, well, specifically a uh, little Target, as we call it, in Woodbury. Okay. Um, we would go in and it doesn't matter when we were in there. We would encounter this man who's heavy set. He's pretty tall, big guy, always has a super large cart, and he always, he usually had on this plaid shirt that has orange and blue and sort of pastel colors on it. Okay. Large print plaid shirt. Um, not wearing a name tag or anything like that. He is going really fast, and he we got to get out of his way because he is on a mission. <laughs> he's looking at his phone, which we thought he's reading a shopping list. And so we're like, oh, my God, there he is again. It was like every time, okay? okay. And oh we're God. like, he keeps like, does he have a huge family? Is he taking care of elderly parents? Is he shopping for a nursing home? What is going on? Why is he in the store every time we come in, no matter what time of day? And we're like, oh, my God. It was like a really weird thing for a very long time. And then we started, I'm like, we just have to ask him. But he's so on a mission that <laughs> oh, we don't want to get great. in his way. We're like, I'm like, MC, you've got to ask him. You're very <laughs> personable and you talk to strangers all the time. <laughs> Come on, you do it because it's driving us crazy. And then I'm like, I'm just going to look and see what his shopping list is. Because we were in the same mile and he's looking and grabbing products and looking at his phone. And he had an app open where it's like the exact product that he's looking for. And I know everyone out there is screaming at their radio going, you dummy, he's working for a shopping app. Oh, oh he's, he's a shopper. He's a shopper. Oh. For either. He's got to be a shopper shipped. for Target for their curbside yeah, yes. product pickup yeah. or shipped or something like that because they're 
can't be any other reason no. why the dude's in the store all the no. time and so in a hurry, but oh, has yeah. a full cart. Like, so you just made that assumption or did you ask him? We did not ask him, but I really feel like at this point we need to ask him, hey, <laughs> I, we notice you're in here the exact same time we are every single time. So yeah. what's this young guy? If he if he's a delivery guy, then just say maybe you could take this off of our to do list, and he could become <laughs> your guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why uh, MC doesn't want to use that part of Target where we get our groceries oh. delivered to our car because he feels like it might be for people who are uh, disabled oh, and people or that can't or, or, suppressed. Exactly. Or so he doesn't want to take away that opportunity from someone else, which is oh, very nice sweet. of him. Wow, he is um, very nice. Uh, but. Um, yeah, I did. Um, I That's had an incident funny, with Mr. Nice Guy yesterday that I want to bring up. Oh, who's Mr. Nice Guy? MC. MC. Okay. We're, okay. We've never like what in happened? the almost two years we've been dating, we've never. He's never brought up an issue to me or been the one to get in an argument. He's never had a problem. Really? With me. Hmm. I'm Whoa. always the one that has a problem. A hundred percent of the time. <laughs> really? I'm like, oh, you know. He honestly, I can say that he's never said like, I don't like that you. But yesterday, when we were cleaning my apartment, we had the rug doctor out, oh, no. and he, I, I've done rug doctor many times. I, I just about start, and he goes, um, you need to, and he started to explain something to me. Like mansplaining? Which is what I said, Donna. I go, are you going to mansplain this to me? And he goes, I- I'm sorry, I've just owned one of these before. I didn't mean to, and Aww. I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry I just said that. But then he did look, had this look on his face I've never seen before, which was kind of like mad. Really? And, and like, I apologize, but then an hour later, whenever oh, yeah. he was cleaning up a water spill on the floor from the rug doctor, I'm like, oh, isn't that just going to dry overnight? I'm going to mop tomorrow. And he goes, oh, are you going to woman explain this? <laughs> oh, now listen, can I just say, this I is. I his face and I'm like, I love you. Please don't be mad at me. <laughs> oh. That's good. You know, this is a good reminder <laughs> as the only man on this show to say, though mansplaining is a thing. <laughs> Explaining is also a thing still. You know, yeah, there is yeah, still, yeah. and it sounds like he was, that's and he didn't touche. Eat dinner. It was like 8.30 p.m. by that time or <laughs> 9 o'clock, you know, and we were still there. And, you know, here's the thing, guys. <laughs> okay, Donna. We're just trying to help create an awareness or a self awareness on your part that if, if, if you'd be that so inclined to listen, You'd understand why certain things are offensive. Steve? I'm trying to understand what you just said. What I'm saying is, by saying things like that, mansplaining, like, oh, are you trying to mansplain to me? We're trying to create a dialogue and an understanding so you could see why it feels offensive to women when somebody speaks down to them. But I think Dawn, in hindsight, knows that he wasn't trying to do that. She probably just reflexively threw back the mansplaining thing. And he was like, well, wait, there is mansplaining. That is a thing. I get that. But there's also just explaining. Uh And they had the trusted relationship where she knows he's not a mansplainer. 
And, you know, if we were had been married 20 years or something, I might just go, I know how to do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't yeah, want to exactly yell. Right. I tried to jokingly go, are you going to mansplain this to me? And But his yes. on his face and in his eyes. Oh. Because yeah, it wasn't his intent. Like that. Oh, my God. He has Wait, but, look in his eyes. But, but the intensity, Donna, I, I, I want to make sure that we're understanding this right, wasn't when he was explaining it was when she said are you going to mansplain it and then he that's when the intensity came because he was like wait i was trying to help you right not say oh honey let me you know what i think it's almost human nature where you reject being corrected yeah because it feels like a correction and then it's probably a little bit of projecting Yes. You know, Guys. because you feel like, oh, they we're tired. And we, I mean, the guy was just going to come over and pick up my big TV, but he stayed for five hours. Aww. So I tell you, what a guy. Listen, 90% of the time that, that we have a reaction that we look back on and are like, oh, that's not how I should have behaved in that situation. Maybe 90 is a little high, but it can't be too high. It is rooted in little insecurities, just a little insecure moment. Like, that's why nobody receives criticism well, because it just pings our ego. It creates our defensiveness. Ego. Yes. yes, and it's in. there's so much uh, behavior that is rooted in insecurity. Mm-hmm, for sure. So yeah, much. and a lot of it has to do with your experiences, too. Like, yeah. Dawn and I have worked in this extremely male-dominated, misogynistic business for a long, long time. And after a while, you just get tired. So you that know? when I, so that when I, during Twin Cities Live, we're in a story, I shoot you a note like, oh yeah, that's a good Facebook page. Okay, send it to Hannah. You go to, oh, what the hell? Are we back in the 80s again? Oh, what, did, would you like me, would, would you like me to take a letter, Mr. Patterson? Yeah. Dictating now, Mr. Yeah. Patterson. Oh, Any Glad we had this conversation, that guys. Funny. That's awesome. Hey, Garth Brooks has taken himself out of the running for Entertainer of the Year. We have got to discuss this coming up next on My Talk 1071. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.